Hello everyone and welcome back to the next episode of Quantum to Infinity. In today's episode, we will be discussing the discovery of subatomic particles. However, before we get into the subatomic realm, it's important for us to understand the concept of matter. So what really is matter? Simply put, matter is something that occupies space and possesses a rest mass. So in a general sense, matter is everything around us and matter is made up of subatomic particles. So in the previous episodes, we came across certain subatomic particles such as the protons, neutrons and the electrons. So if these particles are subatomic particles, the question arises, how exactly did scientists find out about the existence of these particles? Well, matter is made up of molecules, which is further made up of atoms. The Greeks were the earliest to discover the atom. Among them, Democritus was the first to ponder upon the idea of a completely indivisible particle. He used the analogy of tearing a piece of paper into half into half again and so on until it could no longer be torn any further. So this gave him the idea of a small particle that was completely indivisible. He called it Atomos, which translates to uncuttable or indivisible, hence the modern name Atom. However, this was not experimentally proven as he used philosophical deductions to make his arguments and no one knew if this was true or not. Other prominent figures such as Aristotle argued against this concept and with no evidence to support either side, the battle raged on for nearly 2000 years. Then famous English scientist and Nobel Prize winner J.G. Thomson got a brilliant idea and filled a glass tube with low pressure gas and placed two metal plates inside. So when he passed an electric charge through the plates, he noted that the positive plate attracted to itself a negative charge from the negatively charged plate. So since the beam of rays came from the cathode, he called them cathode ray and the apparatus was named cathode ray tube. The anode had a small hole which allowed the beam to flow through it and reach the parallel plates. The apparatus was built in such a way that he could put varying charges on the plates. Sometimes the top was positive and the down plate was negative and vice versa. The common result that he noticed was that the beam always deflected from the negatively charged plate. From this experiment, he did he deduced that the particles that comprise the beam must be negatively charged. Due to the fact that the particles had a huge angle of deflection, he concluded that they must be extremely light. He soon then realized that the atoms comprised of even smaller particles with a negative charge to them, and he named it the electron. Then Ernest Rutherford, a student of J.J. Thomson, was experimenting with beams of positively charged particles, which are alpha particles, that were emitted from the uranium atom. He knew that these rays were positive as they bent in the opposite direction of the cathode ray tube with a smaller angle of deflection, hence concluding that they were also heavier. So he decided to pass the alpha beam through an extremely thin gold foil. Much to his surprise, most of the beam went straight through the gold foil with only very small portion of it being reflected back towards the source. Rutherford then found out that most of the atom was in fact empty space. This meant that the mass of the gold foil was not evenly spread out, rather it was concentrated. Rutherford had discovered the nucleus. The nucleus was incredibly heavy in comparison to the mass of the rest of the atom. About 99% of the mass of the atom was indeed concentrated in the nucleus. So since the alpha particles were positively charged and were deflected by the nucleus, he thought that the nucleus must have a positive charge and he ultimately discovered the proton. Scientists were able to measure the mass of the proton and the number of protons in a nucleus, but somewhere the math didn't add up. The mass of the nucleus was heavier than the total mass of the protons. Upon doing mathematical calculations, they found out that the mass of the nucleus is roughly twice the cumulative mass of the protons. Did this mean that there was another particle in the nucleus? 
1932, James Chadwick, a student of Ernest Rutherford, discovered a beam of new particles which had roughly the same mass as the proton, and he did this by shooting a beam of alpha particles into beryllium atoms and knocking out these particles out of the nuclei. Beryllium had an atomic number of four, so he knew that each atom had four protons. But he noticed that when the nucleus was struck with an alpha beam, the particles were flown out of the nucleus and formed a beam of their own. He then studied the new beam that was formed by passing through the charged parallel plate. He then observed that the beams carried on in their initial trajectory and were completely undeflected by the charges. From this experiment, he discovered a new particle with the mass similar to that of the proton with a neutral charge which resided in the nucleus of the atom and he termed this the nucleus. Well, all this is subatomic, but is this really fundamental? Can all of this be further divided? Have we reached something that is truly fundamental? Well, it turns out that this can be further divided into smaller particles and we'll be covering that in the next episodes. That's all for today, guys. Stay tuned for more episodes and I hope you enjoyed this one. Thank you.